Hey everybody, this is Andy, Sports and Songs. This is the Season 4, Episode 25 edition of Sports and Songs, the Songs edition. Dan is on assignment, so you're stuck with me for this one. And we're going to do something a little different here today. Um, not doing an album review. Kind of doing a movie review, if you will. It was a documentary I saw on the Roku channel about Van Halen, the early years. Um... This movie was done in 2005, so everybody was still alive then. It was like done recently. Some of these stories may have changed. You may have heard some of these stories since. Um, and when I say Van Halen in the early years, that's what the documentary was called. If you were to retitle it, you could say it's Van Halen, the David Lee Roth years. So right after the 1984 album, it stopped. So <clears throat> that's what they mean by the early years when you talk about band history. Um. You know, a lot of people probably heard some of these stories about Van Halen. They've been around long enough. You've heard some of the stories. Um, this is a real good documentary. It really goes back to, like, pre-Van Halen. Um, Van Halen had a different bass player in there. Mark Stone, I believe his name was, um, on bass before Michael Anthony came. So it was that early, early. Like, when they still went by the name Mammoth. Um, start out. Eddie and Alex, as a lot of you may know, as young children, parents said, hey, here's instruments. You should learn to play them. Be concert pianists one day. So they had piano lessons. <clears throat> and uh, the way the story goes is Alex bought a guitar, wanted to learn to play. And Eddie saved up his money from working and bought a drum set. Um, that didn't work out so well. All of a sudden, one day... Alex started playing on his drum on Eddie's drums, and Eddie picked up his Alex's guitar, and <clears throat> the rest is, as we say, history. So, with that being said, um, a little bit of light in there. With that being said, <clears throat> that's how they start with their stuff. They play in Pasadena, California, Pasadena, California, where they're from, and backyard parties is what they'd have. Bands would be there; they'd sell tickets. And word got out that these two were really good. Um, <clears throat> they'd have these backyard parties where the reason you'd go to this party, you'd be three houses down and you could still hear it. People kind of want to go because it's like, how long are they going to play? Hour, two hours. How long are they going to play before the police come to break it up? Because it's so loud and it's so many people and five pounds in a four pound bag type of situation. So that's how that got going. Um, <clears throat> and when you look at the way they played, Eddie was so, it just was so natural as we saw through his whole career. And being the guitarist, being the front and the center, there was Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Alex was an awesome drummer, is an awesome drummer. But back then his drumming, you know, the two bass kicks and, the drums are up here and sit down there. His set was just a little different than everybody else's. He was kind of the showman. He, he loved doing the drums. Hard, loud, fast, boom, boom, boom. <clears throat> My opinion, you see all the stuff Tommy Lee does. Uh, he's a big showman in this net. Alex was doing that first. Not saying Tommy Lee copied him, but that same style to kind of modernize it. If you've seen... Tommy Lee, 
Alex was at plus 10 or times 10, just that much more. Um, so that those two had that going right there. Then along came Michael Anthony eventually. Um, I saw him playing. And Michael Anthony, the bass player is very key to a band. Um, and the bass player, Michael Anthony, had the, the good um, voice also for carrying the melody, doing the, the harmony, uh, background stuff, you know. And when Mammoth started, Eddie was doing the lead singing. That's not why people went. They went for guitar playing and the drumming and the, the music end of it. Um, Eddie's singing. Oh, no. Um, but what they did is they always had this one other band that was there, and they'd always pay 10 bucks to borrow the guy's equipment. After a while, they said, hey, that guy's not a bad singer. Instead of paying him 10 bucks to use his equipment, why don't we just have him be in the band? We got the equipment all the time. That, of course, being David Lee Roth. Um, when they joined, it was kind of a... They had the rock and roll. You want to hear that? But Dave was putting on the show. Um, there was a... He was a David Lee Roth was a band called Red Ball Jet. Um, and... There's some things they say, you know, uh, David Lee Roth was kind of a copy of a guy named Jim Dandy. Um, and they've even talked to him afterwards. And he says, hey, ah, he had no problem with it. He was, I, I, I hacked my stuff from somebody else. So, you know, you have to do what you got to do. That's what everybody does. Uh, David Lee was very, very much a showman. He says in this video that, uh, he saw what Eddie did with his hands and his fingers on the guitar. Dave said, I want to do that with my feet. That's why he was at the jumps and the kicks and the do-do-do-do-do's with his feet. Um, so that's where, how that started. Then they started going. People started watching these guys because they knew this band was going somewhere. Uh, they finally went to Hollywood to play. Um, so I get picked up there. One of their first tours... Yet signed was an opening act for Journey. Um, I can imagine Neil Schoen and Eddie Van Halen on the same ticket. Oh my God, that'd be incredible. Um, but Van Halen liked the party. As the stories go, uh, this video proves it and backs it up a lot. That yeah, they liked the party. Um, so that ended, and then they went on tour with um. Ozzy, Ozzy was at Sabbath. Hey, uh, Chip it was Black Sabbath. They toured Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath got the early because they wanted to see these guys play. When Sabbath is not prepping but wanting to watch you, and more and more people want to go see Van Halen more than Sabbath on tour, that's just kind of where it took off. Um, they they were incredible. Things just skyrocketed from there. Album after album. Just and it kind of goes through the job what it was. Um Eddie was such a I don't want to say he was he wasn't a perfectionist. 
um, but he just enjoyed playing guitar. Every picture you see of Eddie, you open the shot, he's within arm's reach of a guitar to play. That's just what Eddie was, always wanted to do. And after Eddie passed, there was a whole bunch of videos that came out, interviews, and people all said the same thing. Uh, David Lee Roth liked his recreational stuff, drinking the drugs. He, that, and that's no breaking news there. Um, that's that. Um, they all did. Uh, Michael Anthony, D David Lee Roth, Eddie and Alex, they all, they were all in it. No one was, no one was better than the rest or than the other on it. They just kind of did it. So they all kind of had their ways after a while, of course. The 1984 album came about, really pushed over the top. The video for Jump, which, again, that kind of started when Eddie was real happy because he said 1984 was, his first album he did. Um, he's not listed as producer on it, but that was at 5150 Studio. He had made it home or built it home. He did it all that there. Eddie had a lot of his hands in on everything for every song. And I think that's kind of where the Eagles got in the way, my opinion. Um, yeah, they've tried to get back and forth for reunions and this and that. Um, sometimes when you leave a band, you leave a band. You know, it's kind of situations where you break up with a girl, but then you take her back later on. Why did you break up in the first place? Oh, yeah, you realize that when you get back together. And that's what happens with Van Halen. Um, Michael Anthony eventually left, was replaced by uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, Eddie's boy. Um, but, and Michael Anthony's done, he's joined up with Sammy Hagar, who he got to be real buddies with when they were in the band together. Uh, that's not in the movie, that's just fact but eddie also says in there hit he doesn't consider himself a really a great guitar player he just likes playing guitar and it's just it's so natural for him. it just comes music just oozed out of those two um one quote one of the roadies had and i'll, I'll leave it with this came down saying uh roadie buddy of the guys growing up says the alex's are on the roses alex what do you what do you want to do when all this is done when you're when this is over? Alex says this isn't over. This is what I'm doing the rest of my life. And what that said to me, that's the attitude you got to have when you go into any profession, especially something like an uh, entertainer. That's got to be. You, you don't go, hey, let's get in a band, and you know, in ten years I'll be kind of cool. No, get in a band, and that's your life. And they made it their life, and it still is their life, and they're still going. Um, Alex, I don't know how he's going to do it. If they all get a band back together, if they, what? Who replaces Eddie? You can't replace Eddie Van Halen. Uh, maybe at tribute shows he'll play or something like that. Who knows? Uh, maybe Alex will play with other bands at tribute shows. Don't know. So many other guitarists listed Eddie as a influence, uh, which we've covered on when Eddie passed, but. Van Halen, the early years. I saw it on Roku channel. Or I watched it. You can also find it on YouTube. It's about an hour long, so it's not bad. It, it really gets to the, the early logos. Um, Van Halen, when they were mammoth beforehand. Um, like I said, the, the six albums before with David Lee Roth and how they all started, the different clubs, and how their careers just blew up. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
and I grew up a Van Halen fan. My brother was a Van Halen fan, so I knew all the stories. I knew this and that. Still, 10 out of 10 on this documentary. It really kind of, a lot of the earlier stuff, because I didn't know that. So to me, it's like, oh, my God, I, this is new information. And the things I always saw, like, I've heard these uh, stories. Just dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Turn the stories into facts, the stories into legend. So um, that was kind of cool too. Even if you're a big Van Halen fan, just to kind of see and hear the stories from them themselves instead of Joe Blow Reporter. Uh, they got members from the band Snake that Alex, or that, I'm sorry, Michael Anthony was in for her hand. Members of that band talking on there. Um, roadies and friends of theirs talking on there. Uh, other reporters and this and that. The only thing I would say, if you are to watch this, or when you are to watch Van Halen in the early years, either on Roku or YouTube, not surprising, there's some language in it that you might not want to have the little ones around for, unless you're okay with the little ones hearing it. Surprising, they, they swear on this. Um, it's just a fair warning on that. No nudity, sorry. Just some language. Um... That is my opinion. 10 out of 10. I would give it a listen or watch if I was you. Van Halen, the early years, available on Roku and YouTube. Kind of like this show, available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We got lots of posts. I appreciate you everyone watching. Please like, share, subscribe. If there's other documentaries like this uh, you want us to review and go over, leave the comments below or let us know. If not, I'll see you next time. I appreciate you all. Thanks a lot.